Britching, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, December 19th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, for your fact of the day, federal public servants will have to work two to three days per week in the office starting March 31st, 2023. Now, big public service unions, they were quick to oppose the moves. I guess I want to ask you, Peak Pals, what are you finding? Are you going into the office more? An Ipsos Reed survey last year found that while 64% said that working from home helped them achieve better work-life balance, about 58% said they did miss seeing their colleagues at work. Now at the peak, we've got a hybrid model. We try to get everyone together every other week, but our team is remote now and they're free to use the office anytime they want. They can come in, they can leave, they can work anywhere really, and we don't really care. And I think that kind of works for us. But Peak Pals, what are you finding? Let us know on Twitter and we'd love to check back in on this. Now here's what else we have for you today. For our first story, what happened with Shopify? For our second story, there's a greener way to fly. And for our last story, Elon is causing, surprise, surprise, more havoc at Twitter. For our first story, Shopify has had a stunningly bad year, but then again, so have most tech giants. And here's why it's been particularly tough for the company that was once Canada's most valuable. This year, Shopify saw its pandemic-era stock gains erased by the spring, laid off about 10% of its workforce in the summer, restructured its leadership team by the fall, and this week, they ditched plans to move into an impressive new Toronto office tower. Basically, here's what happened. Shopify made a bet on e-commerce. This was a time when anyone who had a physical store had to shut down for the better part of 2021. And in return, they flocked to Shopify. The company hired 2000 people to meet the demand. But the problem is that Shopify didn't quite account for the return of in-person shopping. To zoom out, rising inflation rates have spelled trouble for all companies that enjoyed aggressive, now unsustainable growth in recent years. Over 120,000 tech employees have been laid off this year, and many companies have frozen hiring. This all matters because Shopify's struggles shine a light on its outsized footprint in the Canadian tech ecosystem. The stock down 70% on the year single-handedly dragged the TS down four percentage points. Without it, the index would only be down 2%. Canada is earning a reputation as a tech hub, but hasn't cracked the code to scaling startups to the size of Amazon, Meta, or Google. Now, Shopify may have miscalculated on a big bet, but it's still the second largest online retailer in North America and continues to roll out new services, including point-of-sale hardware, business loan services, and an order fulfillment network. For our second story, wouldn't you love to fly across the world knowing you weren't also contributing to the perils of climate change? Well, soon that dream could be a reality. The first ever net zero transatlantic flight is set to take off next year when a Virgin Atlantic Boeing 787 flies from London Heathrow to New York City's JFK powered only by sustainable aviation fuel, SAF, which is a major test for green flying. SAF is a biofuel made of forestry or agricultural waste that can replicate the properties of traditional jet fuel while reducing carbon emissions by about 70%. Now, for flights considered to be net zero, airlines must offset the remaining 30% through other methods like investments in carbon removal tech. Now, it matters because last year, aviation accounted for 2% of human-caused emissions. If SAF can safely power jets for intercontinental flights and prove to be commercially viable, it will play a major role in contributing to a net zero aviation sector. Airlines are betting big on SAF as other clean energies like batteries or hydrogen fuel remain far too unproven. The International Air Transport Association, the IATA, representing 290 airlines, is banking on a 65% emissions reduction through SAF alone. But as of right now, SAF is still hard to come by and way more expensive than traditional fuel, accounting for only 0.5% of all aviation fuel used last year. A successful SAF fuel journey by Virgin could spur production increases and drive down costs. 
For our third story, as Elon Musk's Twitter faces increasing backlash, the billionaire has shown he's not afraid to rule the platform with an iron fist. Here's the latest Twitter drama. So several prominent journalists have been suspended from Twitter after a showdown over the ban of at Elon Jet, an account tracking the real-time location of Musk's private jet. Now, the reporters then tweeted out links to Elon Jet's other social accounts. Musk alleged a stalker used the account to track down a car carrying his child and said all accounts sharing real-time location info would be banned. Now, critics were skeptical of Musk's rationale, noting that flight logs are publicly available information. Other flight tracking accounts like Etzelev Jets were taken down too. It matters because the bans could spell even more trouble for Twitter. The UN condemned the company's actions, while an EU commissioner said it could face sanctions under the new Digital Services Act, which requires, quote-unquote, the respect of media freedom and fundamental rights. In a fun twist, a technical glitch allowed the banned accounts to join Spaces, Twitter's audio chatroom feature, to discuss the situation publicly. Now, Musk decided to pop by, where he was questioned about suppressing press freedoms, and then soon after that, questioning left. Now, Spaces has since been temporarily shut down. Now, plus, Twitter also began blocking any tweets that linked to Mastodon, a Twitter direct competitor that has gained hundreds of thousands of users since Musk's takeover. The bottom line is, Musk's purchase of Twitter was supposed to be a victory for free speech. The platform has rolled back on moderation and reinstated some suspended accounts, but the rationale behind content rules is becoming increasingly unclear. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale and Peak Pals. Have a great week. Last week before Christmas. When you give me shock waves.